Welcome, everyone, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland, alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about young Hollywood stars, specifically young Hollywood potential movie stars. Now, we're not going to get into the debate on this podcast of whether or not the movie star is dead, because honestly, I don't know what movie star means in 2024. Yeah, we never... Really? Do we really have a time in which movie stars were? I think there are still movie stars now. Yeah. I think they're just very a lot smaller. We haven't experienced like what tr- people would call a traditional movie that, star. that real heyday of yeah. movie stardom. Um, but we are going to be talking about some young stars that could potentially take over the industry. For the purposes of this conversation, we're kind of keeping it. 35 and below um although in some cases it might be 37 and below so i can talk about one particular actor Mm -hmm. um but i sort of broke this up into categories to sort of direct the conversation let's go back a little bit though to 2023 who of these young stars do you think really won 2023 do you have one in mind uh i think the obvious one at least in my head was is jacob lordy oh interesting okay i think that he probably he was definitely the uh 2023 heartthrob mm-hmm. it seems of the year when uh saltburn was saltburn being as big of a deal as it was yeah definitely helped that and then he even like you know the priscilla thing he was in priscilla which mm-hmm. was like a really when it was announced, it was a really interesting casting choice that we all were very interested in. Right, of him yeah. playing Elvis Presley. Yeah. Especially so soon after Austin Butler played Elvis. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, there's a lot of curiosity. And not only was he great, there was a lot of, like, conversation around him. Which is, which is very, very well-deserved. He's so good in that movie. Do you know he starred in a movie that came out, like, a week or two ago? Yes, I did. He's, yes. I just watched this last night. This is called He Went That Way, and it's him and Zachary Quinto, and it is not a very good movie at all. Mm. It is a solid, like, one and a half out of five stars. Not great. But he's doing something that I hadn't seen him do in anything before. kind of reminded me of watching Paul Meskel and Foe, another movie that's pretty bad, but... um. I just not seen that type of unhinged from them before and not in a, um, you know, Nate from Euphoria way, um, Mm -hmm. sort of like having a little bit more fun with the role. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. He he needs a franchise, but it doesn't seem like he wants to be a part of a franchise if you look at his that's something that I think we all realize this year that he is a cinephile and he really, really enjoys movies he enjoys movie making and he loves making really weird decisions as an actor yeah um so i had i had like two people that i think officially crossed the threshold into definitive movie star from 2023 mario robbie and timothy chalamet i think that they had sort of been like there were conversations about like if they were getting close or not, some people thought they were. Some people thought they hadn't quite reached it yet. But now, I don't think anybody can you can't make the argument that the two of them are. Uh, the interesting thing about Margot Robbie is that she doesn't have a movie 
coming up. She doesn't have anything lined up. She says she's taking a break. She yeah. says she's taking some time off. And she's very, very interested in producing. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. that is that's she takes that just as seriously as she does movie making. There are rumors that she's reteaming with Ryan Gosling for a like heist movie set during the Grand Prix. Um, that's not confirmed yet. And then Chalamet. Wonka made over five hundred million Wonka, worldwide. Like, put anybody else in Wonka, it doesn't make five hundred million. I'm glad you said that because I know it's easy to say that this was like an IP movie. I get that people have maybe a connection to the Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp movies, but I don't think Willy Wonka is that big. No, you know? Willy, like I don't think there are many diehard Willy Wonka fans out there that yeah. were as soon as they saw that they were making it, we're like, oh, I'm watching this because it's a, a Wonka prequel. And nobody really did that. Yeah, nobody really did that. And I think the fact that he was able to power this thing, earning way more money than anybody thought it was People going to. People thought it to. was going to bomb. I thought it was going to bomb. You had the whole, like, oh, it's a musical, but they're not marketing as a musical. Like, people thought that might be a reason why. I think he's a big factor, and I think that opened up his audience to, yes, kids, but also parents of children mm-hmm. who perhaps weren't familiar with his other work. It's interesting because he seems like he's going to spend the next year and a half, maybe two years, on this Bob Dylan biopic. <sighs> I'm just so excited for it. I'm very interested in it. What he has been able to do is, like, I think actually very underrated. Mm -hmm. He's this heartthrob for young girls. And, you know, he's he's quite the attractive man. And he's doing these movies that are, like, you know, those kind of popcorn movies. These big movies that... uh, Mm -hmm are like made for a wide audience. He has Doom coming out. He has in a Doom weeks. coming out. Yeah. He's a part of that franchise. And he's still just such like a he's almost like an auteur kind of dude because he was in like Bones and All. Like, yep. Like, yes. Like, which yeah. is still one of like the coolest decisions I've seen like a mainstream actor make in the last few years. He's one of the biggest stars in the world and reteams with uh, a director who kind of put him on the map yeah luca guadagnino Guadagnino. yeah and just to make this weird cannibal love story yeah i think there's a reason why so many people compare his career to dicaprio and i think we're still in the i guess his phase if we're comparing it to dicaprio is still like the titanic like dream boy era where we haven't cried Quite he he hasn't gotten to his uh, adult, like when yeah. he plays an adult. Yeah, he hasn't gotten there yet. And it took like DiCaprio a minute to do that too. It did, yeah. He was like 29 when he did Catch Me If You Can or maybe like 27. Um, and he still is playing a teen in that. It mm-hmm. wasn't really till really The Aviator. I mean, Gangs of New York, he's still sort of playing like... The... He's still playing the young hotshot. Yes. I think it was more The Departed. Yeah, I think the Departed and Blood Diamond would be in the same too. year. I yeah. think where it was his transition into I am now an adult and now now you can really pay attention to me. And there's that famous story that DiCaprio gave Chalamet two pieces of advice, no superhero movies and no hard drugs. And so far, to our knowledge, he's followed both of those pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think he's the real deal now. Um what about who lost in 2023? A star who had I, stock rising and then just sort of fumbled it with a bad project or two. Did you have anybody? I couldn't really think of... I I mean, you can make the argument like a lot of the superhero 
people mm-hmm. probably lost lost a little steam. I want to get into that a little bit later, yeah. Which is an entirely other conversation, yeah. which is going to be a much larger one. But I couldn't really think of any of that, like, hardcore loss. So the one that came to my mind instantly when I thought about this was Ana de Armas. Mm. Who, if you look at what her stock was at, where her career was at in 2020, she just gotten a Golden Globe nomination for Knives Out. She was dating Ben Affleck, and she had been cast as Marilyn Monroe in this in this biopic. And then she makes a series of very odd decisions where she does uh, Deep Water, which is the movie that she met. Ben Affleck uh, on the set of that movie and the studio sells it to Hulu. Hulu just kind of buries it. Mm-hmm. Um, she does The Gray Man and then she does do that Marilyn Monroe biopic, Blonde. Which, but it's Blonde. Yes, she does get an Oscar nomination for, but it is quite frankly, since I've been like obsessed it's with probably movies. probably the most reviled movie I've ever been a part of. Yes, it is. It has like a 2.1 on Letterboxd. Like it is. It is. Yeah. It is. If people hate it. People think that it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And are they justified? I can completely see where they're coming from. I mean, absolutely. It is up to debate, but I can see where they're coming from. It in is that the argument. heart. It is the like toughest last thirty minutes of a movie I've ever had to watch in my mm-hmm. entire life. And then last year she has Ghosted, which was also critically reviled. Which, which, yeah. Um, now she has like two movies coming out this year. She has Ballerina, which I guess takes place in the John Wick universe. Universe, yeah. and then she's going to be in the new Ron Howard movie, Eaton. So maybe she could make a little bit of a comeback. But at the same time, I I think she just needs to maybe take a year, year and a half off and come back. And she does a very small indie movie That's from a small does. studio. Yes. And she does a big profile and variety about like Ana de Armas takes back her career. Because I think she's sort of gotten she's sucked gotten lost up. into this Hollywood machine. Yes. Yeah. Machine like, we call Hollywood. Yeah. She feels like it seems like she's just doing a lot of these things because it's probably going to reach the most people because i because i think people saw her knives out and saw like the internet's reaction to her and they were like oh this is our next big like angelina jolie Mm -hmm. but i don't know if she's an action star i don't really know what i mean she was in no time to die she clearly is has a knack for these action movies yeah i guess we'll see with ballerina but um i think she kind of needs a career reset i also was I wanted to get your take on this. You think Halle Bailey lost in 2023? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Because nobody was blaming her, even though The Little Mermaid did not. I mean, it did still make 400, 500 million, but it did not. It cost like 300 million to make. It didn't perform to what Disney wanted. And then mm-hmm. The Color Purple um, made 50 million on, I think, a, like a $100 million budget. But nobody was really blaming her for no, those. No movies. one was blaming her. And still, like, I think everybody after those movies came out, we're like, you know who's really charming? Yeah, Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey yeah. is really charming. And she. I think that we can't... I'm not going to say that she lost the year because there's still so much potential for her. She's, and I can yeah, still see really her young. career going in a thousand different ways. I can still see her yeah. going into like some really random um, A24 indie movie. I, I, I still need to see her do a non-musical. Yeah, yes. I still need to see like her just do a straightforward acting movie. Um, I think one of the things that sort of hurt the rise of these young actors was the strike, both in terms of like the development of the movies that was getting made, um, but also when these movies came out, 
they couldn't promote they couldn't them. promote them and i think I think when specifically we talk about who lost or was who was hurt by the strike, you could say like Mike Faced, who was supposed to be in Challengers mm-hmm. and the Bike Riders, but both of those movies are coming out this year, so I don't really think he'll be hurt it's by just them. Delayed. It, it's we're gonna get some we're gonna get some more of him. His stardom is a little bit delayed. I think somebody who was really hurt by the strike was Phoebe Dynaver. Ooh. who had who starred in Fair Play, which was a huge hit at Sundance, this Chloe DeMont movie that was bought by, I believe, $10 million for Netflix out of Sundance. A lot of people loved it, and then they just kind of released it uh, in October, and there was they couldn't promote it. The strikes mm. were still going on. She's I watched this movie. She's so good, and it's completely different from Bridgerton, which was her big break, but a lot of people know her from. And she didn't get a chance to promote about it. That movie just kind of went by the wayside because of it. That's a movie that really needs actors to kind of go out and talk about on on different platforms, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, uh, she yeah, she definitely. But what's interesting about her is that. I do feel as though she still has the name name and face recognition to the point where she can come out with something of the same level as Fairplay in terms of like how much it like costs to make and yeah. how small it is and it can as long as she's able to promote it she'll like the movie will do pretty good but she just wasn't able to promote Fairplay. Yeah, and she she used Bridgerton to her advantage. She got in and out. She's not going to be in the third season. Um she just sort of used it as a platform to be able to rise her image so she'll be fine it was just unfortunate that that was really her big break and she couldn't she couldn't do it there i thought there were a couple stars that just sort of vanished in 2023 and didn't capitalize on the momentum they maybe had like zoe deutsch is one that came to mind Mm. she built up it seemed to me just based off the amount of movies that she was in and also the type of roles that she was taking on, she was trying to form like an Emma Stone career a little bit Yeah, where she was in a bunch of these comedies and then would eventually go and work with well-known big time directors. Zoe George hasn't done the second part of that yet, but she wasn't in anything in, in 2023. Um, I don't know what she has lined up. Um, another one that came to mind was Jodie Comer. That is, Yeah. I feel like once you're on Broadway, though, performing that's Prima, the thing. Yeah, uh, Prima Prima Facey. Yeah, Prima Facey. I'm sure we're mispronouncing. Yeah, it. but yeah, she won a Tony for she that. won a Tony for that. So it's not like I think that she's just been busy. Yes, is, is my take. That's what I was going to say is that she did spend the last year doing theater and it worked out really well for her. She did mm-hmm. end up winning the Tony, and I've heard nothing but astonishing things from that yes. play. Yeah, and she'll she'll be in the Bike Riders too. I just kind of. I always fear with her that she's going to get boxed into Villanelle from Killing Eve. I have faith that she's going to be able to get out of it. I, I think so that, too. but you know, you're. I think you're pretty correct. She does need like that other thing. I mean, she'll be in the bike riders too, so I wonder if that's her big thing. Like, you know, she was famously the lead in the last duel, and that just flops at mm-hmm. the box office. And I don't think Free Guy did all that well at the box office either. So I, I think she has potential. Where the heck is Amanda Stenberg? <laughs> she just comes out yeah. popping in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And she's been working for a long time. She was in like The Hate You Give. She was in Dear Evan Hansen. But I guess she's been shooting the Star Wars show oh, for the better part of like a year because they keep doing reshoots on it. And 
she's so good in bodies 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 she's unbelievable she's a huge standout yeah in that it, it it is pretty ridiculous because she she had like a really like slow uprise from mm-hmm. the hate you give to yes. bodies 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 yeah but it was always consistent it was. was always consist consistently in something she was and she and you could just be like oh okay i gotta keep looking out for her yeah she just made the ele- um evolution into adult roles um you know playing adults like she does in bodies 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 where are you at with uh kiki palmer i think that she's one of the most fun celebrities in the world i would agree as well just won an emmy for hosting a password uh i just saw her in a commercial for a hotel yes yep and she's doing a lot of commercials literally once i saw that commercial i was like Oh, you know who's cool? Kiki Palmer. Yeah. Kiki Palmer's like really cool. I think that she just had a baby too, by the way. I yeah. should say that. Like I'm sure that's probably why she wasn't in that much in 2023. I I think that I I just think we just need to wait a minute cuz I yeah. think nope, her incredible performance in that definitely I think I can only imagine that she's just getting offers. Yeah. Well, it stinks because she spent a couple months shooting this movie called Being Mortal, which was Aziz Ansari's feature directorial debut. And it's it was her and Seth Rogen and Bill Murray. And they were a couple months, months into shooting. And then they had to completely shut down the production because Bill Murray was Bill Murray and mm-hmm. doing Bill Murray things that he could get away with in the 80s, but can't really get away with in 2023 and we're just never going to see that movie now and it's unfortunate that she spent that much time on it um i also kind of think the fanning sisters both now dakota fanning more than al fanning al fanning did just get a golden globe nomination for the great but dakota fanning has been uh, yeah she's she's been missing for a minute she's going to be in the ripley series with andrew scott um but She's she's had very odd last five years of her career. Absolutely. She seems to just be doing a lot of character work. Yeah, which is odd because she's been leading movies since she was like eight years old. Um, and then finally, I think the biggest example of where the heck is this person uh, is Lucas Hedges. Who has <laughs> the just biggest question mark in the history of movies in these past ten years? Gone by the wayside. This guy got an Oscar nomination this dude five made, years ago. This dude made like seventeen movies in three years, mm-hmm. and ten of them got a Best Picture nomination. He was neck and neck with Chalamet. Yeah, like they, they were, were like uh, two huge up and comers. They were both in Lady Bird. They both did their vo- version of the young person with a drug problem going through you know he did ben is back chalamet did beautiful boy and then he can they also did uh well i guess it was years apart but he did boy erase chalamet did call me by your name yes yeah yeah and then lucas hedges was just going down an a24 route which was fine but he's he's just he hasn't done anything in so long i don't was the last thing he did honey boy it may have been um what was that Michelle Pfeiffer movie, French Exit? French Exit. I think that's oh what God. his last screen yeah. credit was. Um, so let's go to what you had brought up before. Do you think being in a franchise can still help a young career? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I think that the franchise is in a, a tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if you're announced they're going to be in a franchise, you get one group. Because... 
you get one group that is like gonna roll their eyes and be like, "Oh, we lost another," right? And then you have another group, the group that these franchises are made for, who don't really know who this person is and who don't have an opinion on it. But that group of people are also really angry at the franchises, so they're probably not going to watch the movies. Yeah. So they're still not going to figure out who that person is. I I tend to agree with you a little bit. I think, I think that's true for superhero stuff. I think the idea five years ago was let's put this young person in a cape and sign them on for three movies. I don't know if that necessarily works anymore, but I think franchises that sort of feel standalone or like we're going to do one movie every three or four years could be helpful. Like Tom Blythe is an actor that I don't think anybody had a lot of familiarity with before he starred in the Hunger Games prequel film. Mm -hmm. And he's gotten a lot of stock since then. Like I've heard people be like, this guy should be in like James Bond potential. Millie Alcock, who is an actress I know, Australian actress, I think she's around my age. She was just cast as Supergirl in the um, James Gunn Superman movie. And she was in like a small show called Upright in Australia. She was in the first few episodes of House of the Dragon as the young version of one of the main characters. That could really elevate her in a significant way if that movie goes well. You have to assume that they're going to be developing like a Supergirl spinoff movie Mm -hmm. probably after that. Now, I think where franchises don't work is when you do end up continuing to get roped into it years later even though you're trying to build something else i call this the stranger things effect if you look at like what joe keery has been building just been on an absolute heater he's been on a he's been on a roll you have seen fargo i have not but you praised his performance yeah what he's doing in there is like playing the perfect a-hole yeah he's He's really like unbelievable, and it's so different from who he is in Stranger Things. Yep. It's so much more fun to watch him in this because he's going all out, and he's like on par with John Hamm. And I think that's what he wants to do. He's in. He's going to be in a crime movie in a couple months called Manodrome. Uh, Maya Hawk, same way, right? Like she's Maya Hawk. Definitely, up... I think I would bet money Maya Hawk wishes she didn't take Stranger Things. She's she's leading Wes Anderson movies and she's in Bradley Cooper movies like what what's the thing about those two in particular is mm-hmm. that I don't associate them with Stranger Things anymore that's a good point they yeah. are now they are now just Joe Carey and Maya Hawk especially yeah. Maya Hawk because you because yes. I genuinely I think there was a two-year span where I forgot that she was in Stranger Things yeah well especially the way that their their characters were this last season yeah and Maya Hawk especially is just sort of on the wayside and is only added on to be yet another comedic relief best friend even though we have like a thousand even though we have already seven of them and i've always had a lot of stock in natalia dyer i really wish that she could where is she i don't know if she's just been busy doing the show and hasn't been able to do a lot of other stuff or if she just doesn't want to do a lot of other stuff because i feel like with yes god yes there could have been which there could have been like a little run she could have gone on. And that came out after, well, I think it was because that came out during the pandemic. And then right after we got out of the pandemic, she had to go and shoot the fourth season of Stranger Things and finish that. <laughs> so I just don't think there's been enough time. They announced, I don't know if you saw this, that they're going to start filming uh, Knives Out 3 towards the end of the year, which I'm thinking could be a fun podcast too, Dreamcast for <laughs> Knives Out 3. She'd that be up be. there yeah. in, my, in my Dreamcast for it. And like, Millie Bobby Brown, too, I feel like is the one that a lot of people are putting 
the most stock in mm-hmm. um, in terms of like being a big time. Now we haven't seen her really lead a movie outside of Netflix. And we haven't the seen her lead a movie stuff. outside of like a franchise. Yeah. So it'll, it, it'll be interesting. She does have a couple of things lined up. She's going to be in the new Russo brothers movie. Um, but like those four just are going to spend the next seven months of their lives shooting mm-hmm. that season of stranger things. Uh, which I I will watch, but don't necessarily need in my life. No, I I'd think. be fine without it. They could tell me that it's not going to happen, which I did think was going to happen for a period of time. Yeah, I actually thought that the new season wasn't going to come out. That's how I feel about Euphoria. Like I'm just, like, I, I don't know if this season's actually. Come yeah, out. I don't think the season's actually. I'm like, happen. I'm reading all the stuff Sam Levinson is talking about in interviews about how he's going to make it like span four continents, and and I'm like. I don't know who's going to give you the money yeah. to do this. I don't think HBO can a afford to pay you what they want to pay you, and b they I don't think they want to after pay you the that idol. Much. I don't think they want to deal with that yeah. much money. Um, so, who do you think can make the leap in twenty twenty four? Who do you think can kind of become a bigger household name by the end of this year? Um, I I think that somebody who whose at least stock is going to rise up is Isabella Mercedes. Merced. Merced, yeah. Merced, yes. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think that her... You've joined the bandwagon. Her, You've hopped on with me. I've been on the bandwagon okay. for a hot All minute. Right. I just think that her being cast in The Last of Us Season yep. 2 is going to help propel her a little bit. She's also going to be in the new Alien movie that's, that's coming out. Yeah. Um, Alien Romulus, I think is the title. Um, yeah, I, I've been watching out for her for a while. Um what was I can't remember the one role where I was like, oh my gosh, she's really she's actually really good in Let It Snow. And that she probably is. wasn't the one role yeah. where I was like, but I was like, she's actually trying in this and it's pretty good. Let It Snow is actually a pretty solid movie. It is. And it does have a lot of like these young up and coming stars that we've been talking about. Like Kieran Shipka is another one that I yeah. really wish. Where's she been? she did well she i guess a, she got stuck in the sabrina she did i think she's just getting out of that i kind of hope that she goes to playing more adult stuff there was an interesting show that was in development that she was supposed to star in which was like the young female version of wall street is how it was described for mm. hulu and i don't know where that's it in the development process but i i think there's a couple that you and i consider to be super big names but i think can actually make the leap to movie star like I wonder what Furiosa is going to do to Anya Taylor-Joy. See, that's the thing. I would already call her like a star. I And she may very well be because the menu did make an insane amount of money for it coming out when it did and being as small the movie mm-hmm. as it was. And then obviously, the, I just wonder if people are still like she's the girl from the Queen's Gambit from the chess show. Mm. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe she can make the big jump. Um and then just like a uh, couple more people here, like uh, Harris Dickinson. I wonder if he'll yes. be able to, to I do hope it. So. I hope so. I just hope. I just don't know why the internet hasn't like grabbed him yet. Because the internet, I feel like he's the kind of person that the internet would like really love. Yeah. That was like, my favorite part about the Iron Claw press tour is him just singing like high school musical songs <laughs> yeah. to Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's got. He's going to be in the Steve McQueen movie. He's got a couple. He's slowly he's becoming. He he's, is, working. he's working. Like, a that's lot. the thing. He's working so much, and I've seen everything that he's yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, he's also sort of becoming a A twenty four darling. Like he has like mm-hmm. three or four A twenty four movies lined up. I think Lily Rose Depp is going to 
make a comeback with the Robert Eggers movie. 100%. You and I are on the same boat that she isn't going to get the heat for the idol failing the way that it did. No, she does not deserve it. Yeah. I watched the first episode and she's very good in it. The episode's not good, but yes. she's very good yeah. in it. And she's, she'll be in um, Nosferatu and, and I think that that'll kind of... Because Nosferatu is going to be like huge it is going to be a large moment in film i think so i think a24 is really going to push it the same way i think a24 is really going to push maxine and i think mia Mm -hmm. goth is gonna uh make a big transition there from there are like there's a surprising amount of people in our small community that go to my school that actually know who mia goth really interesting i find very shocking it's not like a lot of people but it's people who i definitely did not think knew of mia goth and you're like latching onto them you're like oh my gosh and then i was one of one of them was a student teacher Mm -hmm. in my government class oh wow okay yeah (laughs) and i mean x is hitting x is hitting netflix here in the next month i think yeah i think it could become a pretty big movie and i I think think so if anybody like she was the revelation of that movie like she was like you can't take your eyes off talk about like a uh, star is born yeah in that movie because literally the moment that like premiered every film snob like us yeah we're like she we have to look out for her i'm interested to see some other people that we might already consider to be established how their big forays into franchises work like uh paul mescal is taking a big gamble here with gladiator 2 mm-hmm. um it could work but at the same time I, I i don't know i feel the same way about jenna ortega and beetlejuice 2 i have no idea what to make with beetlejuice 2 i no. don't know if it's going to be a hit or if it's going to make like 70 million dollars worldwide i still f- i feel like it's going to be a hit because i do feel like like tim burton is just for some reason one of those people wednesday is the most watched show in the history of netflix what is wednesday wednesday Forgot is, about that. Yeah, it is. So I th- I think maybe that could elevate her a little bit. And then like do we think Glenn Powell is finally gonna get his 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 movie stardom like he did so desperately wants? I think hopefully. Hitman and Twisters are both coming out within like a couple weeks of each other, so I hope that there is it could a, happen. There did seem to be a Glenn Howerton like hive coming up when Blackberry came out. Wait, are you t- I said Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so confused. So tired. I was like, because I, so I was gonna let it go, but then you brought up Black Bear, and I'm like, wait a minute, is he putting Glenn Howerton on this list? I'm so tired. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and then Sydney Sweeney will be the other one too. Like mm-hmm. she's still anyone but you did make over a hundred million. So, I mean, there's there's a good chance that both of them could come out pretty bright on the other side of it. I think so. so. We'll we'll see. We'll revisit at the end of the year. See if any of these people's stocks has gone. We should do a real up or down. We should we, we should, should do a real listen and then cringe at our picks. Yep, and cringe. Can't at, believe we didn't think Anya Taylor Joy was a star. Yep, yep, and cringe at Aiden confusing Glenn Powell and gonna Glenn edit, Howard. You have to edit that out. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Um, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of You Wouldn't Get It. Goodbye.